I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. I'm really excited to be partnering with Elevit and Menevit again this week to bring you this episode. Elevit with Iodine has been supporting the healthy development of babies for over 15 years in New Zealand, and it's the world's most studied prenatal multivitamin. This week, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to bring you a few tips with Elevit. So my first one is the pregnancy checklist. There seems to be an endless list of things to do to manage your pregnancy and prepare for your little arrival. Elevit.co.nz has a simple checklist to help you tick things off as you go. I would love for you guys to go and have a look at that checklist and hopefully you find something useful in there while you're preparing for your new arrival. And second tip with Elevit is to exercise regularly. It's important to be active throughout your pregnancy to keep fit, reduce stress and prepare for birth. Aim for at least 30 minutes of moderate exercise like walking or swimming, preferably every day. If you already exercise regularly, you may need to turn it down a notch so you don't overdo it. I'll be bringing you a few tips with Elevit every episode for the next little while, so hopefully you enjoyed those and look forward to the next ones. Thanks again to Elevit and Menevit for sponsoring this episode. I do really appreciate it, so thank you. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, Jasmine. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. No worries at all. Thanks, Jordan. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Yep. Um, so in my family is myself, my husband, Ryan, and my daughter, Sachi, who is currently 16 weeks. Um, we live in Auckland, but we are both from the South Island. I'm from Nelson and, uh, my husband is from Dunedin. Um, my husband is an actor and, um, I'm also an actor, but I have several other jobs as well. Um, I'm also a makeup artist and a marketing manager for a large hairdressing salon in Nelson. Very cool. And would you like to tell us what the journey to pregnancy was like for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we were not planning on um, being pregnant or having a baby. Um, We, it was sort of always in the future. It was, you know, we were thinking it might be a year and a half away or maybe two years. We were just sort of taking things as they would come and um, I, it was around Easter, uh, last year and, um, I had been sick with the flu and it just, you know, wasn't getting better. And, um, my period was late, but I had had a regular period. So I didn't really think too much of it. And then when my flu, my symptoms weren't getting better and they kind of changed to feeling really nauseous, I, 
I don't know, I just sort of thought one day, you know what, I'm going to take a pregnancy test. Ryan was at work and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do one. And then when he comes home tonight, we can sort of laugh about it and be like, I took a pregnancy Mm -hmm. test, but not pregnant. Don't worry. And um, then I was pregnant. (laughs) So I, um, yeah, was in shock and um, tried to call Ryan. Um, I just like wanted someone to talk to, obviously. And he was busy. So he was um, at the time working on Shortland Street. So it was just a crazy time for him. And so anyway, I couldn't get through to him. So I went to the supermarket and I got one of those tests, you know, the ones that says pregnant, not pregnant. And then it says how many weeks. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I bought one of those because I thought, because it's a more expensive one. I was like, it must be more legit by buying one of those. <laughs> so anyway, um, yes, of course, said I was pregnant again and said four plus weeks. Um, so that was even more of a shock. Mm. Um, so I tried to get through to Ryan again and I got through and I feel bad thinking about it now because he was, you know, in between scenes, he was literally um, changing costume and he was like, mm. oh my God, okay, um, I'll uh, talk to you later about it. And yeah, so that was our, how we found out we were pregnant. <laughs> and then I guess that next week we had to really sort of, it was, it, we, it was a journey for us to decide what we were going to do. Um, it wasn't just straight away. Yes, let's have this baby. We, um, had a lot to think about. And at the end of the day, um, so Ryan's sister, my sister-in-law, she's a midwife in Melbourne and we talked to her a bit about it. And she said, you know, you're never going to be ready. Um, and that was one thing that we felt, we just felt we didn't feel ready and we didn't have a house. We were flatting at the time. We'd been looking for a house for like a year and a half and we, um, just weren't in that, in the position that we wanted to be. But as she said, she, um, was like, you know, you're never going to be ready. So yeah, we decided to go ahead and then weirdly enough, um, three weeks later we bought our first home. So it's funny (laughs) how things work out. (laughs) Indeed, it is. Awesome. Yeah. And did you have many symptoms sort of throughout your first trimester? What was that like? Yeah, I did. Um, so pretty much through my whole pregnancy, I had bad morning sickness. It was, I thought, I, you know, most people, their symptoms stop at 16 weeks or, you know, 22 weeks. And, and people say, don't worry, it will, it will stop it at this time, at this time. And then it just didn't. Um, so mm. I sort of, I got over the fact that I was feeling sick. It was like, it was fine. I was just wearing the, um, uh, the sickness bands, which I actually don't know if they worked, probably not, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I had that. I also had really bad migraines, um, to the point where, um, one day, uh, we had an event to go to and I thought, you know what, my migraine's okay. Let's get in the car. Let's go. And we were five minutes away from the event and I very, um, dramatically vomited everywhere. <laughs> it was, um, horrible. So we went home. And so after that, I actually went to a pregnancy Cairo. Um, and it was, 
it I because I thought it might be from my back or my neck and it, and it actually was. Yeah. So I was seeing that Cairo for um, every two weeks for pretty much the whole pregnancy, and that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that I um, suffered from was really bad acne, and that was just obviously from hormones and everything like that. But that was really hard for my self confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I struggled with that as well. Yeah, and so, were you yeah. able to sort of do anything to manage the acne? Obviously, it's really tough when you're pregnant. So what were you sort of doing to try and manage yeah. that? Or it was just a process of waiting the waiting for the hormones to run their course? Exactly. There wasn't a lot that I could do. Um, I did – I was before this um, going to Casey Clinic every three weeks um, for my skin. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've sort of always struggled with acne, um, but this was yeah. really, really bad. Um, and yeah. at Casey, there wasn't a lot that I could do, but it definitely, it gave me more peace of mind that I was trying to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I do, and I do have to say, I did go to Mecca, um, and there's a brand called GoTo and they have an amazing face oil. Um, and that really, I think that really helped my skin. So you can use it while you're pregnant and I actually still currently use it. Um, it's a really oh, cool. beautiful oil. So I definitely recommend that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And did you do all of the sort of standard testing and stuff like that that's offered in New Zealand? Did you find out the sex and everything like that? Yeah, I did. Um, we found out um, Saatchi's gender early. Um, so we did the Illumi blood test. So I think we did that at 10 weeks and then you find out about 12 weeks what the gender was. Yeah. And um, we... We sort of made a special night of it. We went out to dinner and our midwife um, emailed us the results and we opened the email together and it was a really special way of um, us finding out, just the two of us. So that was, yeah, yeah a really nice part of our pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Very cool. Yeah. And did you go to any antenatal classes or any birth education classes? Yeah, so we went to um, a calm birth course. Um, so we oh, did cool. it with um, a woman called Deb, and she was amazing. Um, so we did it in Waiheke. So you could do it in Auckland, um, but we wanted to make a weekend of it. So we went over to Waiheke, and it was, yeah, it was amazing. Um, I think it was really um, especially beneficial to learn different tools and ways to communicate to help us through the birth. And looking back yeah. now, um, it really was beneficial. Even our midwife um, after Sachi was born said the communication between the two of you was just flawless. Um, you were on the same level. Oh, and, awesome. and Yeah, it was really cool to um, see that that had made a difference. Um, so yeah, we did that. And then I also did, um, pregnancy yoga, which I really think, yep. um, helped as well. Um, so I did that with Susie at Four Winds Yoga in Auckland and that was amazing, especially for stretching out the body and then, um, great breathing techniques as well. Cool. And do you want to take us through how your labor started, sort of your final few weeks of pregnancy and then yeah, into your birth story? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I might want to go back a little bit because I really, um, I found it really hard to get a midwife in Auckland. So I was due, um, end of December 
And I had contacted over 20 midwives in Auckland and they were either all full or um, weren't working over that time. And so I found that really, really stressful. And um, I'm quite, I'm really close with my family and Nelson. And I had sort of talked to them about it. And I think my mum said, why don't you come down to Nelson? And I'm like, you know, how would that work? And actually, um, that's what we did. And it was one of the best decisions ever. We had an amazing midwife, Wendy. She was just, yeah, incredible. And um, throughout the pregnancy, I would actually just go down to Nelson um, every month. And I, um, the salon that I work for is in Nelson, so I could just make it into a work trip. Um, and so that was amazing being down there actually for the birth and afterwards, because we were at home, we were um, really comfortable, had mum and dad and everybody looking after us. Um, so, yeah, that was that journey too towards the birth. So we, um, I moved down to Nelson three weeks before I gave birth. Ryan was down in Queenstown up until a week before, I think it was. Um, he was filming a TV show down there. Um, I had had... Um, Braxton Hicks from about 32 weeks um, and it was Christmas Eve evening where I started um, getting really bad pains again and, and I was like oh this feels worse and it started going on for a couple of hours and I was thinking oh no it's going to be Christmas day and you know um, so anyway that sort of went away after a couple hours and then Christmas day came and I felt completely normal. I had an amazing day with my family and Ryan was there and yeah, it was just a really nice day. And that night we were um, playing some board games and I thought, you know what? I've made it past Christmas day. I feel ready. I was due on the 29th, but I, I really felt ready. She was really low. Um, and so I thought, I, I, I'd heard, um, an old wives tale about eating pineapple and, um, (laughs) consuming, uh, evening primrose oil. So I was like, you know what? There's pineapple, there's evening primrose oil at home. So that's what I'm going to do. So I had like half a pineapple. I took, I think three capsules of evening primrose oil and, um, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, and then went to bed at 11 p.m. on Christmas night. And then I woke up at um, around 1.15, I think it was on Boxing Day, so like two hours later, and I was getting back pains. And I I didn't really think too much of it. I thought, you know, it's just in my head or it was gas or I didn't really know. Um, But then the pain kept coming every sort of two to three minutes and then – Ryan woke up and he started timing them and we were confused because we were kind of expecting the contractions to um, start at 20 minutes because that's sort of what we had heard and we're preparing for that. And so we called our midwife and and she just told us to keep doing what we were doing and I was on um, a birthing ball. Um, So I was just sort of bouncing on that and that was sort of helping and she said, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. So we did. And then, um, she, I think she called us 
maybe an hour later or around that time we woke up my parents and they sort of we had hired a birthing pool so they got the pool ready um and put some essential oils on that I wanted in the diffuser put on some calming music and mum had homeopathy as well which was um really helping and and the pain was getting worse and so um my midwife wasn't there um you know she was just letting us do our thing Uh, it was a home birth by the way I didn't say that yeah but yeah we'd planned a home birth and we had rented a tens machine and I was sort of excited about using that um but to be honest, I actually didn't really use it and I found it a little more fiddly than anything. And so about an hour and a half later, um, Wendy, our midwife, came to see how we were doing. And I think she came to see us kind of early-ish in the process because you never know with home births and um, she yeah. just wanted to check how everything was going. And then um, she checked me about... 4 a.m. Yeah, I think it was around then. And I was at six or seven centimeters. So I progressed quite quickly. Um, and then my the pain that I was feeling was all in my lower back. It was just excruciating. And she sort of, um, I think she felt her head and had realized that Sachi had moved since we last saw Um, our midwife and that she was posterior so that's why I was feeling so much back pain Um, so I got in the birthing pool with Ryan for a while um, and I was excited about the birthing pool um, because I thought it would sort of help but I just found it um, distracting with the water which I felt was a shame so anyway I got out of the water and I just really needed to focus and try and move my hips to sort of move her around. Um, and it didn't really do much. It was just progressing so fast and really strong. And my um, water hadn't broken. So anyway, Wendy got me up on the bed to check me again. And she made the decision to break my waters, which actually wasn't a surprise to me because my mum, she has, I have two brothers. So for her three births, she had to um, have her waters broken. So that happened. And then pretty much as soon as she did that, Saatchi dropped down and I felt a bit of a relief. Um, She was still posterior, but um, yeah, it didn't feel as um, tight or strong. And then um, basically my my parents were there um, during the whole process and so was my um, husband, Ryan, um, and they were just, you know, supporting me and sort of holding me um, and it was actually really special to experience this with them as well and it was, you know, in the middle of the night or the morning so it was um, pretty amazing watching the sunrise and it was a nice distraction yeah. from the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was about uh, 7.30 um, that Wendy checked me again and I was at 10 centimetres and I definitely felt like I needed to push. And then our second midwife, Rachel, um, arrived. So for a home birth, you have to have uh, two midwives there just in case. Um, and then I started pushing 
and I sort of squatted down and <laughs> had my parents and Ryan all supporting me through that, holding me. And um, I think I was pushing for about half an hour and she wasn't really progressing. Um, and so my midwife, Wendy, got me back onto the bed, um, you know, onto my back. Um, and I at first was a little nervous about going onto my back because I knew that it wasn't such a good um, position to be in. Um, but to be honest, I felt more stable and comfortable in that position. Um, and so I continued pushing. And then Wendy checked Sachi's heartbeat and it had started to drop. Um, so she made the decision very quickly that um, we would have to do an episiotomy. She was really um, calm about the whole thing and just basically said, we just need to do a little snip, you know, just explain the situation. And I was like, that's fine, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, basically just wanted her out um, mm -hmm. and safely. Um, so pretty much as soon as she did that, um, Saatchi birthed herself. Um, and so that was pretty amazing and, and yeah. I felt good that that was um, the decision we made because it was clearly what we needed. So, yeah, that was her being born. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And was she popped up onto yeah. your chest after that or what sort of happened yeah, from there? Yes, she was, yeah. So um, the, from being an established labour, it was um, – it was five hours and 45 minutes, so very fast. Um, and being posterior, it was um, yeah. especially fast. Um, so, yeah, she was put onto my chest straight away. And um, we, uh, throughout the pregnancy, I had gone through um, options of either doing um, delayed cord clamping or cord bank. And, um, I did a lot of research into both and I know it's a hot topic. People either have really strong opinions about both and um, I sort of did a lot of research into it. Um, but I deci we decided, Ryan and I, that we wanted to do cord bank, which is where they freeze um, the stem cells from the blood in the umbilical yeah. cord. and. Um, I sort of knew that at the end of the day, I knew that I would regret it if I didn't do it. Um, and also my family had done it um, before. So my youngest brother was the first um, home birth to use cord bank. Um, I oh, forgot wow. to mention that both my brothers were also born at home. So um, a home birth was a very um, natural process for me. And I was sort of... Yeah. I was nervous about it, but um, really excited. I didn't really have any uh, doubts. And being in Nelson, the hospital was really close. So if anything happened, um, we could just go to the hospital and that was fine. Um, so, yeah, so with cord bank, um, basically they have to cut the umbilical cord straight away. Um, and, uh, you know, that means that the baby isn't getting the um, – last blood in the umbilical cord. Um, so it was a really fast process. I had Saatchi on my tummy and then uh, on my chest, sorry, and then Ryan cut the umbilical cord and um, 
then one of the midwives had to sort the cord bank out and then the other one was with Saatchi and I. And it's a really um, crazy fast process. So um, with cord bank, once the blood is extracted um, into the container, then you have to call the courier company pretty much straight away. They pick it up the um, box and then they pretty much put it on a plane straight away um, because it needs to be frozen. So that was kind of a cool process. It was interesting to see how it would all work. Yeah, and then my placenta, um, being a home birth, it is sort of common to have the injection to speed up the process. Um, yeah. That's just to sort of lower chances of um, blood being lost and, and that kind of thing. And, and birthing the placenta was kind of a non-event for me. It was just one sort of push and then that was done. And then our second midwife, Rachel, um, sort of spent quite a while stitching me up, which um, I was kind of nervous about. I was like, oh gosh, what's going on? Like what's happened down there? I was kind of scared to look, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just, um, it was a really amazing experience. It was um, intense and very raw and you've got to, you know, leave your ego at the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. I highly recommend yeah. um, a home birth. It was beautiful doing it at home and also the recovery of just being at home. It was really yeah. special. Awesome. And did she latch on yeah. okay in those initial first couple of hours? Yeah, she did. She latched on um, straight away. And that was really cool and really special. I actually really struggled with breastfeeding. I sort of had put a pressure on myself beforehand that I was going to breastfeed. But I was kind of in shock at how difficult it was um, afterwards. So um, Saatchi would sort of feed for two hours at a time and then she would feed every three hours so there was only an hour mm-hmm. break in between feeding yeah. which I found um really difficult and then I also had Raynard's um which is a sort of circulation issue around my nipples which made it um extra sensitive so I there were different things that you could try and do so you could um there were supplements that you could take which I did um you know breastfeeding tea the hydrogel breast pads the lanolin nipple shields everything like that um but it didn't really make much of a difference and I sort of made it to four weeks um well, we made it to four weeks and then start, Sachi and I started, um, or she started losing weight. I was unhappy and it was, I was finding it difficult to bond yeah. with her through this process. Um, and because she was losing weight, then, um, my midwife was, um, a bit concerned. So we made the decision to, um, sort of supplement and use formula, formula, but then I made the decision um, with Ryan to sort of end our breastfeeding yeah. journey, and I found that really difficult. Um, I sort of mourned that decision because I'd put such a pressure mm. on myself, um, and I and I kind of felt um, 
ashamed that I couldn't really, like, I couldn't provide yeah. for Saatchi, but, and I felt kind of embarrassed. Um, but I really, I talked to Ryan about it and I talked to, um, my mum who had also struggled with it and they were really supportive. And I found, um, I was sort of nervous to talk to my midwife about it because I thought, you know, midwives can, you know, they want, they want you to continue breastfeeding. And I was kind of scared to tell her, but she was really, um, supportive of the effort that we'd made to get to yeah. four weeks. And, and she was, yeah, really supportive of our decision. And looking back now, um, it was really the best yeah. decision that we could have made. Um, pretty much after that, I, um, was, a, a, I was a different person and also Sachi yeah. was a different baby. She was much more settled. Um, she was actually sleeping. Um, yeah, it was, a, yeah, great yeah, decision sure. for us. I think I can, um, definitely resonate with you on the morning you're breastfeeding and sort of just putting a lot of pressure on yourself to do it and then making a decision to move to formula and everything sort of changes so you're not alone in that struggle and um it's yeah, yeah it's a tough one but definitely you just have to do what's right for you and your baby yeah, yeah. totally awesome. agree. and what were the sort of first few weeks like for you guys obviously you had a home birth so you didn't have to go from hospital to home or anything like that so what were the first sort of days and weeks like for you adjusting to life as a new mum? And, and yeah, I'd love to hear a bit about that. It was a shock. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> it was a shock for um, both my husband and I. Um, we kind of, we knew there would be sleepless nights, obviously. Um, but it was, you know, extreme. Yeah. We, we felt like we were zombies. It was just insane. And we had the support of my parents and my family, you know, living at there. We, we lived at um, my parents' house for 10 weeks. So it was amazing to have that support and be there. And so we were like, oh my gosh, we imagine if we were at home by ourselves and we didn't have that support. We just don't know how we could, yeah. could have done it. Um, so yeah, it was a big shock. And, I guess it's just you getting used to this new baby, this new life, and the baby getting used to being <laughs> yeah. out in the world. Um, yeah, it was it was um, yeah. huge. It was completely life changing, obviously. Um, but yeah, being at home was amazing. It was you know, mum and dad did countless mm -hmm. loads of washing amazing yeah. meals it was yeah they were they were there for everything and I so appreciated yeah. Yeah. that awesome and what was your physical recovery like from yeah. your episiotomy and from your birth so um I when I was pregnant I um thought you know the only thing I'm I'm not really that um scared or worried about birth I was quite excited about it but I was like I really don't want hemorrhoids and I really don't want an episiotomy and then I had <laughs> yeah. both of them so the hemorrhoids were horrendous like I cringe yeah. thinking about it now and the um the episiotomy actually wasn't yeah. even that bad so um the recovery from it was I remember those, I think it was three weeks, 
two or three weeks after I was in pretty severe pain and yeah I just remember it was horrendous and I was sitting on um I would have to sit on this like blow up donut to be comfortable it was just horrible it's amazing how the body can heal it you know after three weeks it was fine and then four weeks there was still a bit of pressure there um, and I was more sort of worried about my pelvic floor. But I, at uh, around five weeks afterwards, I started doing um, a month of kind of personal training, but it was specifically for postpartum and also um, yeah. the pelvic floor. Um, and it was with a um, Nelson-based um, personal trainer called Myra, who is amazing. So if you're in Nelson, yeah. definitely go to her. Um, and that was really beneficial for bringing back um, strength in that area. Um, and she also gave me a lot of guidance on um, transitioning back into exercise yep. after giving birth. Um, I, my husband and I are quite fit and we, you know, um, stay quite active. And so it was really important for me that I wanted to um, definitely go back to doing exercise but I wanted to do it in a way where I wasn't um you know causing more harm um so yeah that was really beneficial for me and yeah I feel I'm you know at uh 16 weeks now and I can go for a run and and that kind of thing I'm definitely not doing um setups or anything (laughs) um but yeah just it's a slow process but um you know, it's a journey yeah, itself, 100%, isn't it? For sure. Awesome. And are you still down in Nelson yeah. or have you moved back to Auckland? What's what's the go there? No. Yeah, so um, I think Saatchi was two months or eight weeks when we moved um, back up home. Um, and so we've been here for a couple months now um, and that's been amazing coming home. It was really – I found it um, surprisingly hard leaving yeah. the comfort of my parents and you know their house um and it was kind of almost like yeah. leaving the hospital um coming back home up to Auckland because I you know thought well we don't have our parents here and it was scary um but we have some great friends up here we have a um little group of us and they're really supportive of her and also, my brother oh, cool. lives with us, so um, he's mm-hmm. also an actor. <laughs> so we've got a very creative <laughs> household. Um, but yeah, he's he's amazing um, with her as well. So that's been nice. If we um, just want to even get out for a walk, he'll yeah. look after her, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's been amazing. Yeah, nice very coming cool. home. And how's Sachi going now? I know you mentioned sort of you were yeah. having trouble with her sleep and everything like that. So she's 16 weeks and have sort of things calmed down a wee bit for you now? Yeah, they have. And I guess, um, I mean, she still wakes up once yeah. in the night, but that was a oh, win sure. for us. A couple of weeks ago, I think she sort of moved to waking up once and we were yeah. like, oh, this is amazing. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. Um, and I mean – we're we just we're very go with the flow kind of people so um I mean we're not too worried about her sleep or anything like that we have a sort of loose routine for her where um you know we have the bath 
read her um, a book and then um, give her a bottle and then yeah. it's sort of bedtime, just sort of winding down at night time and, and she um, really yeah. works well with that. And, um, yeah, I have um, the oh, Wonder yeah. Weeks app and the Little Ones Sleep Program app and I've sort of loosely followed both of those and that's been um, really helpful just to sort of know um, if she does have, say, a bad night, um, to sort of realize, oh, she's at that sort of point. Um, this is why she might be, um, playing up a little bit or, um, even not, not being very hungry or that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. I think, like you said, it's a positive one and it's so lovely to hear. So thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I'd like to say another thank you to Elevit and Minivit for making this episode possible. Elevit, with you every step. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.